everyone, welcome back to Dave Beck's Fantasy Football Podcast. We are broadcasting live from the Distance Learning Classroom here in beautiful Roseville, California. So what I'm going to do here, uh, podcasting in Audrey's room, uh, in my actual classroom, and I actually have my school computer here to look up some stats, and then my phone here to actually have the podcast software. So usually I've been doing this uh, just off my phone um, for the last few years, so doing it this way, <clears throat> kind of a neat setup, very professional, I must say. <clears throat> now we just got to get a cool microphone and we'll really be in business. So let's talk about week one here in Big Dogs Fantasy Football League. So the first matchup was myself. Uh, the Roseville Steam taking on the Muhadin. Now, a final 143 to 118.90. So, Donald Applegate, and I actually saw this before he texted it today, scored the second highest amount of points in the league, and he takes the L. Now, last year, I think I want to say I went about 8 and 6, something like that. And going 8 and 6, I don't even make the playoffs. <clears throat> so, fantasy football. A huge amount of it um, is is skill, right? It's picking up the right guys on the waiver wire. It's making good trades. It's drafting well. Um, but let's be honest. Even the best fantasy football player would say it's at least 30% luck, right? So you look at a week like this for Donnie Mean, you know, it's technically possible you could score the second highest amount of points in the league every week and lose every week, right? It could happen. So if I'm the Mahdin, I'm not too worried about it. I had a really good showing this week, and you play the Roseville Steam. Now, myself and this team, Josh Jacobs has a monster, monster game. Now, Josh Jacobs is not going to be getting three touchdowns and 100 rushing yards every single week. He had 32 points. And Calvin Ridley, two receiving touchdowns and 130 receiving yards. So, pretty much, you are skunked after what Jacobs and Ridley did. Now, I had a nice game, too. From um, probably the best quarterback uh, in the league, Josh Allen, who ran for a touchdown, had over 300 passing yards, and looked really, really good. Uh, running, so that was kind of my strategy in the draft. Uh, I picked quarterback really, really late. I might have been the last team in the league to do it, actually. And I took Josh Allen because I knew he could run a little bit. If you're going to roll the dice and not take a quarterback, not take a Mahomes, not take a Jackson, not take a Kyler Murray, then get the guy who can run a little bit. Now, Josh Allen could be nothing the rest of the season, but this was exactly what I would take. I would take this from Josh Allen every week. The rest of my team, so Mark Ingram does nothing. He scores two points, and my worry is that he would be vultured by J.K. Dobbins, and he was. So J.K. Dobbins gets two touchdowns. Hopefully Ingram is going to be able to do a little bit moving forward, but that's definitely concerning. Michael Thomas goes down with the ankle injury. That's going to be a big blow. So Michael Thomas actually had done nothing. He played the entire game. He did not get that ankle injury until garbage time. And not sure what was going on there. Now, Michael Thomas fell to me. I think I took him first pick in the second round. And I wondered, I mean, every mock draft I did, no one was taking Michael Thomas. Uh, either everyone just wanted a running back or they knew something that I didn't uh, when it comes to terms with Drew Brees and his age. And really, Michael Thomas really struggled on this one. Brees overshot him a couple times and just didn't really target him very much. I mean, honestly, I think he only had like four or five targets. So he goes down. It's going to be two to three weeks. Lucky uh, for me, I did have some receivers on my bench. Hollywood Brown, Jameson Crowder, who played pretty well, who hopefully can fill in that role for me. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty nervous moving forward. Moving forward. Uh, <clears throat> if I have to rely on Josh Jacobs... Again, 32 points, we could be in trouble. Now, for the Mohadin, Thursday night, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked like all that and a bag of chips. He was exactly what you thought he was going to be. 
Now, I did talk to Donnie a little bit beforehand, and he was not <clears throat> targeted, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, as the number one player that he wanted. Pretty much what he wanted was gone. Um, and what a consolation prize he gets in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Everything coming up to the season, you're thinking, eh, he's going to be okay, but there's going to be some vultured carries, you know, that kind of thing. And Edward Solaire was absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> 19 fantasy points. He looked absolutely fantastic. Oh, sorry about that. Decline. You get phone calls on this computer. It's that fancy. Pretty rad. But although I did lose my fantasy, so hold on. Just a moment. There it is. So Edward Solaire. Donnie, if I'm you, you moving, for, uh, moving forward, this is a guy who could be Christian McCaffrey-liked. I believe that Edwards Hilaire is that good. A huge pick for Don. He needs to be a stud moving forward. Now, <clears throat> Donnie, coming into this matchup, the injury to Cortland Sutton. Now, Sutton doesn't play with the AC joint. And talking to Donnie uh, during the week, I knew he wasn't going to play Sutton, but really the question was, what was he going to do in his flex? So... Originally, I think he was looking at Deontay Johnson, uh, the wide receiver, maybe throwing him in there, uh, maybe Sterling Shepard. And he made an interesting move. He picked up Boston Scott, which I loved. To be honest, I felt not really nervous at all uh, with Sterling Shepard getting in there, Deontay Johnson. Although Deontay Johnson could be really good moving forward. But Boston Scott, uh, a good pickup for Donnie. But he just kind of stunk, to be honest with you. Uh, left the game due to injury, but even while he was in there, um, didn't really do much. So a uh, kind of a stinker there from Boston Scott. Uh, Aaron Jones has a typical Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones game. You can pencil him in for 70 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen had a monster game, 25 points, and Matt Ryan, 450 passing yards. But here's the thing. Two touchdowns and 450 passing yards. He gets 20 points. Josh Allen rushes for a touchdown and, get 20, and gets 26. You just got to have those quarterbacks that can run it. It's just the way it is um, moving forward here in fantasy football. So Donnie does not really get much uh, from his other players. He gets a nice game from Edwards Hilaire, uh, a really, really nice game from Adam Thielen, and a really nice game. Matt Ryan, I don't think, honestly, can play better than that. Uh, he did have the one pick, but it played a really, really good game. And Donnie takes a hard luck loss. Now, everyone's going to get a hard luck loss during the season. It's just when you get multiple ones like I did last year that really, really start to wear on you a little bit. But, you know, if I'm Donnie, I don't think I can be more confident as a team that's 0-1. I have a number one A-plus player in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I've got a really good RB2 in Aaron Jones. He's a little weak on the flex, but if Boston Scott is able to pick things up moving forward, that could really be something. And he's got a good tight end in Zacherts. He's got a good team. Uh, just a tough loss here in week number one. So again, that was the Roseville Steam beating the Muhadeen. That was 143 even to 118.90. The original projection was Roseville Steam 113 and Muhadeen 110. So Yahoo got it right on that one. All right, let's take a look here at our next matchup that we had in week number one. And let's see if I can get that up for you guys. Week one. Who else do we have? All right. It was the Flutie Flakes against the COVID list. Now, the COVID list, a guy I tried to make some trades for before the season started, wasn't feeling it. I don't blame him. If you've got the number one pick, you're going to stick with it. I watched that Carolina game because it was against the Raiders, and I really wanted to see. I have a lot of chips into Josh Jacobs in a couple of leagues this year, and I wanted to watch this game and see what uh, Jacobs would do. You know, Christian McCaffrey, I don't think he was that good. 
honestly. But yet, he has 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He is a monster. Christian McCaffrey is head and shoulders above anyone else in fantasy football this year. I think the only guy that could come close to him is is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think that McCaffrey is just such a monster, so talented, and um, wow, what a showing. Honestly, he didn't feel like he did anything, and he was just a monster. He's got a two-headed monster, folks. He's got Lamar Jackson, who is the best quarterback in the league fantasy-wise. I mean, you would argue Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but fantasy-wise, it's Lamar Jackson. He has three passing touchdowns, 275 passing yards and 45 yards yards. Still, Josh Allen got more points than he did. It just tells you those rushing touchdowns are huge. A.J. Brown and Devontae Parker leave the game due to injuries. Um, they get under five points apiece. Robert Woods, my God, Ian. Robert Woods, get ready for a guy who gets you big yardage but has not scored a touchdown since 2013. Kenyon Drake, who was a guy I was targeting. Um, I'll tell you my draft strategy. I originally wanted Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. I had no fathomable reason why Michael Thomas would drop that late, but yeah, maybe it screwed me, but we'll see. And he and I had Tyler Boyd last year. Ugh, ugh. But you have Christian McCaffrey, you have Lamar Jackson, um, and a really good backup running back in Kenyon Drake. Ian's going to be a tough team to beat simply because of McCaffrey and Jackson. So moving forward, uh, the number one pick is really is really going to show that. Now the Flea Flakes. The Flakes, um, they get some good games here. So Will Fuller, kind of a garbage game on Thursday night, but he was able to pick up the yardage, got 112 receiving yards. He gets an excellent game from Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott just, I mean, I kind of feel like he's not flashy for whatever reason, even though he's a flashy guy, but he's just consistent. 100 yards, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown. James Conner, that killed him. I mean, let's be honest. He leaves the game due to injury. Benny Snell's going to come in and back him up. Now, I, I did have the number one waiver wire this week. I went with Naheem, Naheem Hines instead. Um, James Conner, you know, I didn't go Benny Snell because I, it doesn't look like James Conner's going to be out that, that long. He did kind of suck even when he was playing. I think he had six carries for nine yards. But Benny Snell, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see moving forward. But uh, hopefully for Alex, Conner's able to keep that role. Travis Kelsey, not a big game for him. He gets a touchdown. He seems to get a touchdown <coughs> every, every week, even if he has no yards. He gets 11 points. Mike Evans, ooh, Mike Evans, rough. That touchdown saved Norby. Well, he still lost, but getting into the end zone, Tom Brady looked really bad, and so did Drew Brees, um, who I really needed for Michael Thomas, so I I get you, but just overall, kind of a tough week for Norby. I mean, really, Ezekiel Elliott gets 25 points. Deshaun Watson had a decent game, 20 points. Um, You know, 95 points can win you some weeks, I think, you know, you probably got 40% chance to win if you score 95 points, but it just doesn't happen this week. Actually, it kind of seems like over the last few years, too, with offenses increasing the way they have, I, I'm kind of looking at it as kind of an antiquated thing that I think now maybe you got to get in the 105, 110 to win. But the COVID list gets a big win, 112 to 95, a little bit closer than it even seemed, I guess. Uh, he was projected to win uh, 118 to 116. So your final on this one was Ian 112 and Alex uh, 95. All right, our next matchup here was between the parlay. <clears throat> I got to be honest, I did prefer Limbeck, but we'll take it against the Roto Studs, Tristan Klein. Now, the parlay was projected to win. Actually, it's interesting. All three of these so far, the projected team has won. Uh, 111 to 106. And he beats Tristan here 114, 101. So for the parlay. Now, the parlay, I think, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself in this. But I think myself and the parlay have the deepest rosters in the league. Uh, really good benches and a lot of bench players that, that really can get in there and, and make some things happen. Now, um, Devontae Adams, what a monster. 150 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. He basically won the week. Old man Rodgers, you're rolling the dice. And uh, Travis took him really early. But you figure you're looking for a bounce back for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not in the psyche of Travis sailing. Oh, my God. Got to get a uh, treasure map to find that. Just kidding. But I'm not in there. But I'm thinking that's what he was thinking. He's thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to have a monster year. So he's going to flip it to Devontae Adams. Adams had a monster, monster night. 28 points. He looked fantastic. Chris Carson, my guy. I think I've had him for the last two years. <clears throat> now, if I'm Travis, honestly, I'm a little concerned. Chris Carson gets two receiving touchdowns. That ain't going to happen every week, folks. He only had 21 rushing yards. They bring in Carlos Hyde, who's definitely been vulturing some of those carries from Chris Carson, and he was not getting a lot of goal line look at running back. I would be a little bit nervous there. I, you don't expect a guy, especially a running back, to get two receiving touchdowns, but we'll see moving forward. Todd Gurley, you know, he gets in the end zone. I think what saved um, Travis, if you look at his yardage, his yardage wasn't great, but they got in the end zone. That's fantasy football. Chris Carson, not great yardage, but he gets two touchdowns. Todd Gurley, 50 rushing yards, but he gets a touchdown. Touchdowns win fantasy football. Now for Tristan Klein, kind of a tough week for him. Not just the loss, but the injuries. Le'Veon Bell is going to be on injured reserve. He's going to miss at least three weeks. And then George Kittle will be listed as questionable with his injury. Let's see if he suits up next week, but that's another big loss too. Um, Cam Newton, 25 points. He looked really, really good. <clears throat> and what a move there by Tristan Klein. I got to say, to draft Cam Newton, to take him where he did, one of the last quarterbacks off the board, he might have even been there when I took Josh Allen. Nah, he might have taken him before him. But a risky move by Tristan, and it pays off. Definitely his biggest move so far was drafting Cam Newton. Derrick Henry doesn't get into the end zone, but he had 116 rushing yards. Might have been the rushing uh, leader for the week. I'm not sure. I'll have to take a look at that. And Sony Michelle. Nothing, but he gets into the end zone. That's fantasy football. Uh, rest of the team, you know, his wide receivers. I was really high on Terry McLaurin. He had kind of a rough week, but I don't expect that moving forward. Keenan Allen is concerning. Tyrod Taylor really sucks. He is terrible. And for them to make Mike Williams their number one receiver and not throw the ball to Keenan Allen. I mean, you got to watch some hard knocks. Come on here, folks. But Keenan Allen has a really, really tough week. <clears throat> so... Excuse me for the uh, allergies here uh, tonight. So in the end, it is the Lindbeck getting the win. I'm going to call him Lindbeck for the rest of the year. I don't care what he calls his team. 114 to 101. And a fairly easy victory at that. Now, you're just mashing it against Eric Wilson. So we got a lot to talk about here. Okay. Eric, I understand that your strategy of not picking defenses and kickers won you a championship. So I really can't say anything negative about it, except you could have won this week if you played a kicker and defense. You only lost by 20 points. I mean, that's, I guess, a little bit of a reach, but there were multiple kickers that got over 10 points this week. There were defenses that got over 10 points. I just, I don't see it. I think it's a strategy you have to abandon. Because, I mean, I get it. I think last year, you had an awesome team. And I'm not saying you don't have a good team this year. I think you really, really do. But 
I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I, I think this needs to be abandoned moving forward, and I assume that it will be because you could have won with a kicker in defense. Um, for Eric Wilson, Smith-Schuster has a nice game. <clears throat> Two receiving touchdowns. Dalvin Cook looks fantastic. He really is. Um, I, see, I saw that Norby picked up Alexander Madison. That was a great pickup. Uh, both of those guys, just absolute studs. But Dalvin Cook is a monster. He is so talented. Austin Eckler, you know... Three receiving yards? Ooh, that is concerning. Um, the reason I picked up Naheem Hines with the waiver wire is Philip Rivers is the quarterback. And as you know, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, what made them special was not their running, but their receiving. Uh, I know in Indianapolis, Indianapolis that um, Naheem Hines is going to be splitting uh, looks with Jonathan Taylor. And here in San Diego, especially with the emergence of Joshua Kelly, Austin Eckler a little nervous to tell you the truth about him, especially if they're not going to throw to him. Maybe Justin Herbert comes in sooner than later. I know the Oregon Ducks love to toss it to those backs. Maybe that will help a little bit, but right now that's pretty concerning. Marlon Mack out for the season on injured reserve. That's a tough blow. Tom Brady looked pretty bad, but I do not expect that from him moving forward. The same for Cooper Cup and Michael Gallup. Uh, those are two receivers that are just better than that. I think Alex or Eric's team, they underperformed this week. Uh, I think he's going to be solid moving forward. I think Dalvin Cook is just an absolute monster. I love, love, love Dalvin Cook. And I like his receivers. I think his receivers are really, really solid. Ben Roethlisberger looked really, really good uh, this last week. And he really targeted Juju Smith-Schuster a lot. Um, so I don't expect that moving forward. Now, over on the other side here, for you're just mashing it, a guy who's won two fantasy titles, looking to come back to relevance, he wins at 113.93. Again, he really benefits from the no kicker, no defense thing. I just, anyways. So, 113.93, uh, Godwin, he's being looked at right now in concussion protocol, so he could miss some time. He does get eight points here. Allen Robinson is having a lot of trouble with the front office there with the Chicago Bears. That could be something to monitor moving forward. He only gets seven points. Saquon Barkley got absolutely decimated by that front seven of the Pittsburgh Steelers and really got nothing going here. Raheem Mostert, let's be honest, I'm a Niner fan, but that was kind of a garbage touchdown. <laughs> I mean, a 75-yard little running back slant for the score. Um, without that, he didn't really do anything. He ends up having a big game here. I'm not a huge Raheem Mostert guy this year. I mean, especially with a healthy Jarek McKinnon, um, a healthy Tevin Coleman. Ugh. Let's see who gets the goal line looks. Uh, Waller doesn't do much here. Ronald Jones, kind of a weird start. Ronald Jones there in the flex, but he actually does okay, surprisingly. I definitely would not have started him, but he was okay. <laughs> Russell Wilson basically won it this week for the Chomsky. He has 30 points. I think he only um, incompleted two passes, has a hundred or three hundred and twenty-two passing yards, four passing touchdowns, had an absolute monster, monster game, and gets the win, one thirteen ninety-three. Our last one here is the Cobra Kai, and that is Mr. Matthew Beeler against the new guy. This one was, I think, our closest one of the week. Oh wow! Original. Oh man, they they messed it up. We would have been perfect for the projections, but Matt was projected to win one eleven point nine two to one eleven point eleven. It is the new guy who takes it 110 to 101. Now, for the new guy, he gets a really nice game from Julio Jones. That's Julio Jones in a nutshell. He does not get into the end zone, but he gets monster receiving yards. He has 157 receiving yards. Patrick Mahomes, 
an absolute monster day at the quarterback position. Uh, three passing touchdowns. And even for him, that's like maybe slightly less than monstrous for how talented he is. Alvin Kamara looks really good. Has 51 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Leonard Fournette, kind of a weird start um, for him, but he could be the man moving forward. It's just going to be interesting to see how much he's going to have to acclimate himself into the offense. Mark Andrews, two receiving touchdowns. And Kareem Hunt could be a little handoff, uh, handcuff here for Nick Chubb. Uh, as Kareem Hunt looked pretty good, 72 rushing yards. I'm playing the new guy on Thursday. I'm a little bit nervous because uh, I think Kareem Hunt, he's been pretty good here moving forward. Now for Mr. Matthew Beeler. Dak Prescott has 16 points. He has a decent game. DK Metcalf gets into the end zone with 95 receiving yards. Nick Chubb did not perform as well as well as Kareem Hunt, which is a little bit concerning. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a pretty good game here, uh, but he did lose a fumble, which hurt him, but he had 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. So in the end, it is the new guy. So what about the new guy? Christopher J. Warren. I have no idea if it's Jay. It sounds like it's Jay. Kind of sounds like it, right? Anyways, so Christopher J. Warren, Esquire Third, gets the win. 110-101. to 101. And in his Big Don's Fantasy Football League debut, he has the best winning percentage of any team in the history of the league at 1-0 and a 1,000 winning percentage. So let's take a look here um, at the standings before we sign off. And uh, so I'm still trying to uh, overview here. Okay. So it will be the Roseville Steam, uh, followed by Travis, followed by uh, You're Just Mashing It, followed by COVID List, New Guy, Muha Dean, Cobra Kai, Roto Studs, Flitty Flakes, and Eric Wilson. So pretty even week, I got to say. A lot of the matchups were really close, even though the only technically close game, I guess, would be Cobra Kai and the New Guy. It was a nine-point win. Uh, for the new guy, every other matchup, but there was no like monster blowout or anything like that. Um, so we're gonna see, we'll see what happens here in week number two. Just take a look at here the waiver wire, some moves. Um, it was myself. I had the number one this week. I took Naheem, picked up Naheem Hines. What were some of the other um, big ones? Uh, Alex Norby picking up Alexander Madison. I like that one. Uh, Dallas Goddard going to the studs. And also Adrian Peterson. He's going to release Daryl Henderson Jr. And Alshon Jeffrey. The Floaty Flakes made a couple moves. They also picked up running back Joshua Kelly. I know that he was nervous about not having running backs. And he's picked up a couple good ones here. Travis Sandling picked up Benny Snell. That's a guy that I was thinking about. Uh, I ended up going with, with uh, Naheem instead. So we'll see what happens there. Blake Jarwin also to the studs. So the studs makes a couple of moves. I was, man, <coughs> how lucky was I? Before the Sunday night game, I picked up running back Malcolm Brown, and he ends up scoring two touchdowns. So that did not take the waiver. So I was able to get Malcolm Brown and Heem Hines, probably two of the top uh, top five waiver wire pickups for the week, and that one didn't cost me. So I'll take that. Uh, a good week here in Big Don's Fantasy Football League, and we will see you soon for the week two preview. This is Dave Beck signing off, saying good luck and good fantasy football. And again, if anyone ever wants to call in, uh, I'll see if I can do that this year, if I can somehow have a phone call with, maybe I'll have to do it on, on Kelly's phone, a phone call with someone else while we are podcasting. I think that would be, that would be a lot of fun. So, all right, this is Dave Beck signing off, saying good luck and good fantasy football, and I'll see you soon for the week two preview.